Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds. To boldly go where no one has gone before. Engage. Engage. Enterprise. Enterprise. This is Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Captain Catherine Janeway. Captain Sisko. This is Captain Jonathan Archer. Red alert. Photon torpedoes. Fire. The official Star Trek podcast. Engage. Engage. Make it so. With your host, Jordan Hoffman. That, sir, is illogical. And to make sure history never forgets. This is Engage. Sailing frequencies open, sir. Yes, and we're back. Hello, everybody. And welcome to the next... Edition, the next episode, the new episode of Engage, the official Star Trek podcast. I am your host, Jordan Hoffman. Thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. For the love of, for the love of Kalis, go to facebook.com slash Engage, the official Star Trek podcast. Tweet at us. Tell us all the things you want to know. I'm at at Jay Hoffman, at Jay Hoffman, at Jay Hoffman. For the love of Surak, tweet at me. And for the love of, Kay, for the love of Kalis, go to Facebook. Three quick Announcements before we begin today's show. Number one, if you remember last week, I said that we were going to do part two of our Star Trek gaming episode with our special guest Frito, and we preempted it last week because we had special guests Adam Nimoy and Iris Stephen Bear, and we bumped it a week. So don't worry, it's coming next week. Well, guess what? We're bumping it another week. How do you like that? Because we've got another special guest, and time is of the essence with the new guest. The other show. Is wonderful and it's in the can, as we say. So let me beam in our guest. Oh, He's... <laughs> oh, oh, wait! My shoes are missing. Materializing before my eyes, ah. the very handsome, what? the very elegantly dressed uh, Paul Feig is with us. Paul Feig, ah, writer, thank thank director, you. actor. Thank you, Flanor, beloved internet character. Beloved internet character, Paul Feig is here, and once again, he is very elegantly dressed. Uh, thank you. Uh, it j- just in case an emergency Wes Anderson film should break out, <laughs> I'm ready. You can step in. I am ready. You're ready to go. Exactly. It is true. That's part of your thing. I mean, you've got a matching uh, pocket square and a yeah. beautiful tie with. Uh what, what are those designs on that tie? Um, they're they're part of the Illuminati. I, right. If I told you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> it's one. It's really nice because uh, you know, for 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 a guy who who made a woman a movie in which a woman voids her bowels in a sink, <laughs> you always you always. I'm always so, classy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> It's called high and low, Jordan. Exactly. Well, we're happy to have you here because it's it's exciting times because in addition to being the writer-director of some of our favorite films, including, uh, which I just referenced, Bridesmaids, The Heat, Spy, um, uh, Ghostbusters, the co-creator of Freaks and Geeks. Creator. Creator. Like creator, yes. You, so people say co Schmucks like me say co creator, and that's yeah. not true. What's wrong with you? Oh my God. No, I, mean, like, I could have done it without Judd, clearly, right. because you know he, he had the power and he's amazing. Uh, but yeah, I created it, sent it to him, he loved it, and then we made I it. I like this. I just got yeah. schooled. I just got, schooled, got schooled here man. on Deck exactly. 44. All right, I'm going to change all my old. Get uh, that phaser. Change my old uh, diary <laughs> entries to scratch out co and just put it. Well, so uh, yes, yeah, so it's an exciting time, and he's here because he has a, a project which is. Of 
paramount interest to Star Trek fans. Here, here. I know this because as the host of the Star Trek podcast, I watched the bulk of this thing, not all of it. <laughs> I want to stretch it out. Good. And I'm like, my God, this is amazing. But before we get to that, mm-hmm. oh God, what were the, I can't even read my own handwriting. Yes, there's one <laughs> other thing I got to mention, Star Trek fans. There's something happening on StarTrek.com right now. It's March. Ooh. March Madness. Means, there you go. March yeah. Madness. We're doing a March Madness bracket for favorite Star Trek episodes. And it's done... I don't really know too much about Mar. I don't really follow college sports. Yeah, no. <laughs> if I were going to sp- follow sports, it wouldn't. why would I dick around with the college I know, look, teams? let's go right to the pros, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Those kids should be in class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know much about college sports. I know it's there's seeds and there's things like this and a bracket. <laughs> oh, so, we're, we're such nerds. Right? We know so, nothing about so sports. There's, <laughs> I know. When I, when I see the jocks, I go, oh, he's going to put know. me in the locker. That's I don't want to go think, near him. <laughs> so anyway, but if you follow college sports and this alleged March madness, <laughs> the madness has been moved to start. Star Trek. So for the month of March, we're doing our seeds and our brackets, and you can vote right now. So the first, mm. what do they call the bracket on the, you know, right? Not me. I I, I guess I don't even know what you'd call that. What do they that. call the, the first uh, section? First the matchup? quadrant? Matchup? Well, no, it's like, no. A, it's like a quarter. <laughs> well, anyway. We it's, are so earning our <laughs> Star Trek strikes You go right to now. StarTrek.com, <laughs> and you can vote for what uh, is in this um um, conference, right? In the section, league, division, division. There we go. That's the word. Well done. That is the word. Oh, it took us five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's in that division. Well, just because you happen to have a thesaurus on your desk. All right, you can go to the division and vote for what they have there, and then you come back next week, and the next week, and ba 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 ba, and then you see what the big winner is. Do you have a favorite? Episode when you think of Star Trek, is there one that just uh, you know what my favorite episode is? Yeah. The last one I've watched. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> See how political I am? That's Vote for me nice. in 2020. It's very nice. Well, um, and there is a nice sprinkling of all, it's not all original series and next gen. There were a few key enterprise ones in there, but yeah. you know, we're gonna see what ends up in the final four, as they say. Yeah. So that's what I needed to mention. Uh, was that now the other thing, close the book on that. Wow. Okay, so the other thing I needed to mention is uh, Paul Feig is here Mm -hmm. because something very important has happened. Now, as you know, a lot of times, uh, great organizations in the arts, Mm -hmm. like the Museum of Modern Art or Lincoln Center or uh, what is the Los Angeles equivalent of those places? Uh, We've got uh, uh, the L.A. County Museum. All right, that sounds good. Yeah. Sounds a little generic, but I'll take it. (laughs) Well, you know. So places like that uh, will have... um, They'll make a big announcement. We have uncovered, there was a lost, Orson Welles' mm. lost film has been sitting in a vault in, right. in Seville, in a, in a, in a prison somewhere. <laughs> a nitrate film, right. ready to explode. <laughs> right. And we have uncovered it, and we've remastered it, and we're going to have a big gala event, and we're going to represent this lost film to the people who deserve it. And it's always a big deal. Mm-hmm. So it's either things are happening now, 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 mm-hmm. or things are lost and in a vault somewhere. Mm. But what about the things that should have been a success that are recent? <laughs> and they were right under your nose right the entire time. under your nose, but due to corporate cockery <laughs> and just general uh, bad marketing, <laughs> yeah. can sometimes get lost. Mm-hmm. So I want to take us back to the year 
2015. Not, do you have a sound effect for that? <laughs> I think I probably do. Hold on. Uh, He's looking at the board. I'm looking at the board. Well, first, let's. Uh, should we go to 2017? Make it so. Okay, so we're going to go back to 2017. Wait, we're in 2017. Oh, sorry. We're going to go back to 2015. Oh, boy. Here comes. Working. Okay, so we're going back. <laughs> All right, I'm joking around. Uh, in 2015, yes. you did a great project that you're very proud of. Yes. And for reasons that I'm kind of curious about, no one heard about it. Yes. The project is called Other Space. Mm -hmm. It is a short uh, web well, web series, do I call it that? Yeah, it's a web series, but I mean, they're full-length episodes. They're yeah. half-hour episodes. They're half-hour episodes. There are eight of them, so you can binge it in four hours, which mm -hmm. I did not do because I was watching them all, and I said, ho, 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 hold on. This is really mm -hmm. good. I don't want to gorge on this. I'm going to stretch it out. Yes. Um, and uh, it came out in 2015, and I only heard about it a couple days ago. Yeah. Why? How is this happening? What What went wrong? What went wrong in this project that is so very good? Oh, what went right? Um, making it was great. Um, let me take you back. Actually, can, can I can I take you back another uh, ten years? To twenty to twenty oh seven for that. Actually, um, no. Take me back to, to twenty uh, uh, twenty oh four. Okay, we're just going to we teleport us back. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> I found my shoes. Um, <clears throat> There we go. All right. right. And it's a long one because I'm we're going back to I'm a tall guy. Um, so I, in the years after Freaks and Geeks, was developing, trying to develop shows and just couldn't get anything on the air. But he wanted my voice. And yet I turn in a script and go, oh, we don't want this voice. So it, it got bad. But um, but I developed this show. I wanted to do a sci-fi show because I love sci-fi. But all sci-fi comedy always made fun of sci-fi, and I wanted to do a funny sci-fi show that actually likes sci-fi. So wrote this thing, Other Space, for NBC, where I had a deal at the time, and they really liked it, but then they were like, we don't know what to put this on with, and it was a single camera show. And they Ooh. said, well, you need to make it into a multicam, which is like, okay. But I was like, okay, well, Red Dwarf and those things did it, and they were great, and they were multicam, basically, without an audience. So I can do that. So did it. Again, they read it and they're like, we love it. We have no idea what to do with this. We can't program it with anything. Because in the old days in television. Right. It would be on TV. Yeah. You I, would on watch TV. it on TV. Exactly. <laughs> and it had to match things around it because right. it used to be you would just turn on NBC for the night and you just sit there and never get up, which I I don't think anybody ever did. But that's it was always programming. That was always the idea. It's like I'm a fan people. of show A and yeah. I, what else is in this lane? I'm an I'm an NBC guy. Me, I'm going to spend the night. Me. I'm an ABC it, man. That's exactly. more to my liking. See? Well, get out of my house. I'm an NBC. This is an NBC house. God damn it. Exactly. And uh, no, wars were started. <laughs> murders took well, place. Well, I mean, that really that really started in the 70s, I think, with yeah. the Mary Tyler Moore mash Newhart. Was that what it was? It was Newhart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the C CBS. It was. Uh, yeah. You got Newhart, Mary Tyler Moore, Carol Burnett. Um, There's a couple of other And MASH. And it was like kind of yeah, all in the yeah. same... Yeah, but it was the greatest night of TV. Or, you know, even NBC, you know, in the 80s. Right, they had the Cosby Show Cosby and, and then uh, Family Ties. And then Night Court. And then Cheers. Or and Cheers. Cheers. And I think Night Court was last. Yeah, exactly. But the record show. There you go. Um, But again, those are sort of similar things. But that doesn't... To the kids today, they don't know what the hell we're they talking don't, about. I know, exactly. Yeah. We just sound like a bunch of old dudes. Um, But so, basically, they like, we don't know what to do with this, so that's it. It's gone. So, but what happens when you develop something for a network, they still own it. Right. And so this was owned and it was sitting basically in the vault for years. That's got to be a little bit frustrating. It was you. really frustrating because I really loved it. And yeah. I just, I, I knew we could make it funny. I knew it could be good the way I saw it, not as a multicam, but as like a, you know, real show. 
So flash forward, we're doing, I think we're doing the heat. And I just would always kind of check in with my lawyer and my agents about it. And then just got frustrated one day. I said, like, what can I get that back? And just happened that my lawyer called up and it turned out that they were, it was just time where it reverted back ah. to me. Let, me. let me back up for a second. I would imagine if a guy like yourself who was very prolific and, and doing a lot of uh, high profile things had a lot of things in development and always mm-hmm. do have a lot of things in development yeah. at different companies all over the place totally but was this the one that was like if i could just get this one particularly because yeah. it's so weird and so yeah so very singular in its vision yeah and that was the one that you feel like ah, if those other guys sit in a vault ah, they still pay me every now and then it's fine let totally. it sit there because the other one, ones were more kind of character based where i go like yeah i can those characters i can pluck those kind of archetypes out and put them right, in some other right, situation right. Okay. but this was the, the situation was what I wanted back. I see. You know, which yeah. is, you know, a spaceship that gets lost. Look, we've seen that before, obviously. Right. But just, I knew it could be something really fun. And actually, I got goosed on it uh, like a couple of years before I got it back because I was going through old scripts with, I had a new assistant at the time. Uh, and I just gave him a bunch of stuff to read to just kind of know what I'm working on. Yeah. And he came and he said, like, I love this other space thing. He says, why don't you make that? And then I was just like, I can't get it back. But <laughs> but it kind of put it back in, my, in the front of my brain. So you called the guy and they said, well, guess what? The rights are available. They reverted now. back totally. So, um, so there's like, let's get this made. And we were going into, we were just starting to prep Spy. So I was actually in Budapest prepping this giant movie, and um, we got a call that Yahoo wanted to put real money into like some TV shows. They wanted to start this thing called Yahoo Screen, right. and they were, you know, there was real money to make it the way it needs to be made. So. I said, let's get it made over there, and they went for it. Uh, but then it was terrifying because they said, like, if we do this, you, we want to launch this in April. But we were just going into production on this movie. It meant that we were going to have to be in production on this big TV show while I was trying to edit and, and oh, do wow. post-production on Spy. But I, my, my producing partner, Jesse Henderson, um, we kind of looked at each other and was like, Let's do it. It's now like, or never. Why not? Yeah, yeah, totally. And so we did. And um, I've got Owen Ellickson, who uh, was an, a writer on The Office. And he he came in to meet with us because I wanted somebody to be the showrunner, to run it every day and, mm-hmm. and head up the writing team. And um, he just was great. And like he I, he totally got it. So I was like, Ellen, you know, Owen is, is the king. And we put it together. And we, so we went and we shot this thing, uh, shot eight episodes in a <laughs> – in, we didn't even have a soundstage. Uh, it was in the back of <laughs> well, the valley. I do want to ask about the set and all that, but so I yeah. would I would imagine it was a fairly low budget situation. Yeah, especially yeah. coming off of as you say, Spy. Yeah, which I believe had Jason Statham zipping around on a on a. Um, well, what, what is he? He's left forever. Like his his car, He's on the jet ski forever. Like oh well, yeah. Well, he has. He takes the boat actually. <clears throat> oh yeah. So well, that you know, a fancy like it, boat. Yeah. He's still in my head. He's just floating around the lake. He can't get <laughs> trying out. to get out of the lake. Right. He's trying to get. The, so that movie <laughs> has 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 big budget. Yeah. Set pieces. Yeah. And this, I would imagine, is significantly smaller. Much smaller yeah. and with, uh, you know, really great crew, but sort of like a lot of people who, you know, were either newcomers or people, you know, taking a shot to go to the next level, you know, to try out a, to be a department head that they didn't normally do. So right, it's great. Right. It was a really great kind of uh, farm team sort of uh, situation in front of and behind the camera. And... Um, so yeah, so we made it. Oh yeah, but it was, it, we didn't have a soundstage. We there is a medical bracelet and tag company that had gone out of business in the back of the valley, and they had this giant warehouse. So, but it wasn't big enough. 
So our amazing uh, production designer, Michael Michael Gallenberg, who did The Office the the entire time, made our set work around uh, these other offices and hallways. So so it's a practical thing, but it was built kind of into a real place. (laughs) But it was (laughs) supposed to be a spaceship. Where they used to make and then sell medical bracelets yes exactly so like maybe one day like some of the actors are taking some time off they're just wandering around they they find some old claws be like hey hey i found epilepsy right here <laughs> i mean about it. wow there was, they had, uh, when you walked in there was a giant art mural in the lobby that told the history of medical bracelets wow okay. so i could tell you yeah. a lot about that I, you know they come, <laughs> i would imagine that they everything so well um the the main set i mean there is a lot of star trek in the dna of mm-hmm. this i mean as with galaxy quest which which yeah. is the other, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, most Star Trek fans, and we had um, Dean Pariso, the director of Galaxy Quest, on this show. Mm. And that movie has been it's great. fundamentally embraced by all Star Trek yeah. fans. because, And that's what I love about Other Space, is that it clearly loves Star Trek. Yeah, um, It also clearly loves Doctor Who, mm-hmm. really loves Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. There's a lot, Marvin, um, Art and Marvin the Paranoid Android have yeah. a lot in common. Yeah, exactly. Although Art, your robot, he's not a robot, he's a person who died. <laughs> who <laughs> uploaded his brain. No he, no, he didn't die, he uploaded his brain and then killed himself. Right, well he had to do a proof of concept to show that you can upload your brain into a robot, so he lights himself on fire. Right. But then his company fails because he, he realized that the market really demands elbows. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was one fatal flaw right. in the designing of that robot. Right. And when when, uh, when you first meet Art the robot, uh, A-R-T, um, he's in sleep mode, yes. and when somebody accidentally wakes him up, he says, "Hey, hey, come on! I was dreaming of electric sheep." <laughs> well, we uh, we are we run deep on this right. one. <laughs> that's a nerd. That's a oh, nerd. Our nerdery shit. runs that deep. That was pretty good. And so, and if you don't know, you, you know who voices uh, Art. Tell me who does. Is Trace Bul? I can never say his name. Mm. Trace Bul 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 U. Crow T Robot from. Oh. From Mystery Science Theater 3000. Whoa. And then his sidekick right. is Joel Hodgson. Joel Hodgson is is the, um, he plays, for lack of a better term, he's the Scotty on the ship. He's the chief engineer. Yes, exactly. Uh, he and Scotty have very little in common in their in their yeah. work ethic. Well, his brain has <laughs> been addled by lots of radiation <laughs> right. over the years. So he's kind of a stoner. Well, you know, there's, there's a moment when the, uh, when the, uh, the team encounter some sort of uh, you know nebulous alien force and their greatest as on has happened on Star Trek their greatest dream and visions in front of them and his dream is to find a tuna fish sandwich on the floor exactly. so, <laughs> so that shows you where his head is at um, so there is but there is a lot of Star Trek DNA just on on mm-hmm. elements that are not even just references just yeah. in the the set design of mm-hmm. the ship I mean the captain sits here there's a semicircle mm-hmm. there's a first officer over here the, I mean Yep. You know, and that whether you realize it, was that were you specifically saying, well, on Star Trek, it has to be like this? Yeah. Oh, or was yeah. Just like this is. No, we reference yeah. it a lot because it's it's the if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of concept, you know, because it's just it's just a great layout. And we wanted to have fun with those relationships, not make fun of it, but have fun with the relationships. And so there's just the way that's laid out is great with the captain just kind of in the middle swiveling around. And right. then he's surrounded by his crew and, and then he can kind of swivel around and bark out orders to everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just it was um, it was like we never considered doing it a different way, really. Yeah. Your captain isn't so much bark out orders as just. <laughs> Someone's like, kind of, well, 
all, do you think? <laughs> he tries to be fair. Right. He's he's a people person. He really is. He's the least decisive captain there is. Because he's very nice. He's very sweet. Yeah. He does not deserve to be the captain. That's kind of the shtick. But his older sister... Yeah. Who really should be the captain and is really the first, wanted the job and one of the jobs. She's the first officer and it drives her crazy and she is hilarious. <laughs> so, but we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. So yes. you shoot the project, Yahoo Screen, yeah. produces it, uh, distributes it, and it kind of doesn't really. What what well, happens? What brings us to today? What let was me the... let me take you inside showbiz. Okay, wait, wait. We need to work. <laughs> Hold on. We need to. All right, we're going inside showbiz. Now. There you go. Okay. Now, uh, let me preface this by saying. Yahoo was amazing to put money into this and let us make this. So okay. I will always be very, very grateful to them. So they did the first part they right. They did the first part right. And they really supported us through production and let us do our thing, did not interfere with us creatively at all. So they were great. But when, in take us back to Budapest, uh, when I was first just trying to do this, I kept saying to them, I said, I want to do this with you guys, but you have to promise me that we are going to market this for real. I mean, outdoor market, you know, with billboards, yeah. everything. You, you got to go crazy there's with a lot this. Of, there's a lot of material out there. Totally. People need to know. And they, this is the first show I've created since Freaks and Geeks, you know, and I just wanted it to be a big thing. And I I love alternative ways of, of seeing things. I've always said I'd rather have a sh the first scripted show on QVC than to get a show on NBC <laughs> because, you know, you go in with, there's a new energy to a new place and they're, they're more experimental. They're not, yeah. once they get successful, they start to go, oh, well, this is the things that work for us and they get much less, you know, open to trying new things. So I said, I really, I'm so excited to do this with you guys. We just got to give us real marketing. Yes, yes, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Well, so we finished the, th the thing, and we're in this meeting, kind of marketing meeting, and suddenly I realized that's not going to happen because what they wanted to do, as any corporation would want to do, mm -hmm. they had some kind of like new algorithm they wanted to work out. And so they wanted to only advertise it on Yahoo. So they, they plugged in uh, Marketing Bot 3000 yes. and it said the way to make this. Yes, <laughs> totally. There's some algorithm like this will spread it all over the internet, you know, but it has to go only through Yahoo. And that doesn't make any sense because if you're already on Yahoo, you're going to know about the show because it's going to be a Yahoo thing. That's what I thought. But uh, the, the you know what it was? Better minds than I. Here's my let me tell you. You took me inside show, but let me tell you inside <laughs> stupidity because I know a lot about it. There was, there was some Schmendricks in the sales division that weren't making their numbers that month and they said give us the ad buys for our own show and we won't get fired and we'll take you out to lunch and they said that's a great right, we'll work it out know. so all the ad buys stayed in house i like this and then and then everybody you know, this this was depleted but then it was up again yeah but meanwhile unless you were already getting your mail at yahoo which a lot of people don't do mm -hmm. anymore mm -hmm. you weren't made aware of other space see and that was the that was my frustration is i look i love yahoo but i'm kind of like do people use Yahoo as much as they used to. Listen, we all need to know what the weather is. And so sometimes we go to Yahoo and find out. I mean, it's not a... Right. You know. But then when you go, you go like, I'm going to I'm gonna dig around and try to find a show that might be on here no, that no, I've never heard of. No, it wouldn't be. Which isn't to say that it couldn't be. No, like, no. Who, who would have thought Amazon was a place where you 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 know, you know bought socks in the middle of the night and yeah, now exactly. they, they're distributing award-winning films. They're winning Golden Globes. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, well I mean, so, well, well, here's the thing, though. We were packaged in, and I and I, this will help maybe with understanding what they did also, as I'm trying to understand it myself, is community was their big buy. They right. bought the yes. first season off I network that. of that. Yeah. And so that was going to be like, that's going to lead the charge. That's going to bring everybody here. And then once they come to see that, 
they're going to see other space. And then there's another show they did called Sin City Saints, which was about a, a fictional basketball team. And um, so but even with the community, I mean, community, they they advertise it, but they, they didn't do as big of a push as I think they could have for a show that had that much interest. And people were so excited about the fact that it was coming back on this platform. So uh, it just all kind of went into it not getting out there. Yeah. And then on top of it, they we couldn't get reviewed. Like <laughs> we got reviewed by about 10 different places. Nine of them gave us the most amazing glowing reviews. You know mm. who gave us the shitty review? Uh, was it the Yahoo TV? Uh, no, <laughs> no, that would be hilarious. <laughs> no, it worse than that. It yeah. was the New York Times. Oh. So the one place where we actually got some stuff, they excoriated us. And everyone else, they're the most glowing reviews. We have like a, we're 90% on was Rotten it, Tomatoes. It, do you remember who was the critic of the I don't All right. remember. Well, I've, I've, I've phased their, right, them out yeah, of my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Some mean person. With, that building's only a few blocks away. We can go over there and yeah, well, there you go. make them watch the show yeah, again. My buddy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love the New York Times, though. They're, no, they're, their reporting is exactly. great. But okay, when they review uh, science fiction comedy on a web platform, they're terrible. <laughs> exactly. It's the one thing they know. Right. Their overseas reporting is dynamite. Their coverage of the president is fabulous and everything else. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, just want to throw in one thing that yeah. I am one of those people that watch Community and found out about the show from it, and I did watch it. So it worked on someone. Hey! Oh. But you hated it, right? <laughs> no, I, I liked it. Oh. I don't remember a damn thing anymore. Oh, good. Excellent. <laughs> Well, the, well, see, then it worked. So the the so now that brings us to today is that at some point between the release of those eight episodes and was it released all at once or did they yeah. string along? Okay, yep. so it was a binge watch available. And they actually wanted to string it along, and I said, "Do it as a binge Do it. watch." Okay, yeah. so it came out in 2015, and between then and now, like literally a month ago or so, mm -hmm. you were able to say, "Look, I love this thing. I've been carrying it around in my heart for so long. I'm going to buy it back. Yeah. The rights are now with me," mm -hmm. and. You, you own the thing now, mm -hmm. and because you are a, a beneficent and beautiful man, yes. not just because you wear a matching tie in Pocket Square, <laughs> but because you are a wonderful man, pure of heart, Thank you. you are making the show available for free. For free. And also easily accessible. Doesn't matter if you live in Canada or yes. Brazil or, or anywhere. Ungeoblocked. Ungeoblocked. That sounds like something out of 1984, <laughs> but I like that. Un, double ungeoblocked. There you go. And I'll tell you how I watched it. If yeah. you, use, um, I use a Roku, right? Oh, Which yeah. is like if the Amazon Fire Stick. I went to my Roku. I went to the search button. I put in other space and it showed up like that. Really? I don't know how the hell I was watching it. Really? It was free. No commercials. One right after another. It was fantastic. Oh, that's great. Because, yeah, because we, we also have a, a website set up called ShareOtherspace. You could also go to ShareOtherspace.com, and you can watch it on your laptop. You can plug it into your uh, Apple TV. Free. HDMI. It's free, it's a, people. It's free. free. It's four hours, and it's really, really funny. And if you are a Star Trek fan, it's doubly funny. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is Engage, Engage, the official Star Trek podcast. Energize. The very first sentence <laughs> of this show is hilarious. <laughs> it starts... <laughs> space, right? Stars, yep. Starfield, mm -hmm. and a crawl, because all science fiction epics have to begin with a crawl. There you go, exactly. And the first sentence, I'm not going to get it verbatim, 
but it was like the the year is blah blah blah, and the war between the United yeah. States and Switzerland exactly. has ended. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that is, I would say, fairly indicative of the kind of yeah. nonstop peppering of ludicrousness and just the zing. The zings are nonstop. They yeah. really are. So what I want to do with you, if you don't mind, yeah. is if um, just give us a rundown of of the cast of the crew. The crew and the cast. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about these characters and why you decided, you know, how you built the crew of the uh, of this. Yeah. They're a star charting ship. And um, <laughs> the, the, what are they called? Um, what's the name of the space agency? Ump. Ump. It, the, Ump the Universal yeah. Mapping Project. Right. And so Ump is down in the dumps because uh, they are only finding rocks. Right. So. It's basically, they, they, they were going to be this very sexy uh, organization that was going to map the entire universe. So they sent all these spaceships out. But the whole goal of it was to really start a network that aired all of this so that you would kind of watch all this stuff happen watch them discover all this great stuff well years and years have gone by and they haven't discovered anything except rocks right right and as a result they have all this merchandise just of, of yeah it's stacked up nobody up wants um, sweatshirts mugs. and mugs <laughs> and ball hats and and uh, keychains and nobody's buying them so it's desperate times over it all exactly and so, so to, to sexy up <laughs> the, uh, the, the 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 thing they decide oh let's get like a, a really young crew and what you kind of find out as it goes along is they actually wanted a fairly incompetent crew so that they you could follow their exploits right. and them screwing up and uh and so they recruit uh Stuart uh who is played by the amazing Karin Sony uh, if you've seen Deadpool he's the uh, cab driver in Deadpool right, and he's yes. in the, he's the delivery guy in uh, Ghostbusters and uh he's one of the most talented comedian and comedic actors I've ever worked with he he is a very unique Performer, I Very was. We so. were talking before. I was trying, like he, I, I, he, I, he's a, he, uh, he does this thing. Where he's very like insecure and mousy, and then a fraction of a second later, he's like chest out, mm -hmm. tough guy, and then he's mincing back again. Yeah, and it's just hilarious. It's really <laughs> just hilarious to watch, especially as a center seat of a captain. Like he's right. he's in the Captain Kirk position, and there's just this weirdo mm -hmm. in there. It's it's just beautiful to <laughs> and, see. Oh, thank. And, and yeah. he's super smart because like the first time we meet him, we think there's a problem going on. You actually find out it's well, blow it, but it, it's a training situation. Well, it's the, the fans know it as the Kobayashi Maru. There you go. Right. Exactly. The Kobayashi Maru is how you meet the character. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. And he sees the only one ever in the history of training to solve this problem that happens. And so because of that, they decide they're going to make him the captain uh, of the ship. Um, but then, yes, he has his sister, uh, Karen, played by the amazing Bess Rouse. Um, and she, her whole life has wanted to be a captain. She's been training for it. It's always been a given that she's going to be. She's the top of the class. <laughs> and now she's going to be second in command to her brother, who her, she hates. Her, her younger brother. Yes, exactly, who drives her crazy. <laughs> yeah. So she does not take it well. She is a bit of a hard ass yeah. anyway. And she's angry and, and very, very entertaining. Yeah. Just, uh, and, of course, the smart, the only smart person in a room full of idiots. So she uh, mm -hmm. is just – you kind of see the show through her eyes a lot of the time. Yeah, because totally. Because you're like, duh, of course. And she's the only one who gets it, and everybody else is just doing ridiculous things. Exactly. So. Exactly. And so then um, uh, Michael is, uh, is Stuart's best friend um, from childhood – and uh, he brings him along to uh, to be his third in command, right? Which he always thought he was going to be a second in command, and so he keeps getting demoted. His lifelong dream was to be second in command. Yes, exactly, <laughs> ex 
exactly. Uh, and Eugene plays him. Eugene, actually, who plays him, is actually in the new Kong Island movie, too. Oh, wow. So, awesome. I know. Well, what's funny is in the second episode, there's a scene which is uh, reminded me a little bit of the scene in The Thing, where they think someone is an alien and they have to do a test on everybody. Yeah. And so they're kind of <laughs> testing everyone to see who an alien is. And so when it comes to Michael's moment, and they, they want to find out if he's human, he says the most ridiculous thing. He says, well... I really love saying chocolate, but I prefer eating vanilla. Exactly. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? It's, we, we wanted Michael to be the most boring person ever to walk the earth. He likes water. Right. His favorite drink is water. Right. I like listening to music. Exactly. And he's so funny. My yeah. God. So uh, he's on the ship also. He's on the ship also. And then um, there is Tina. Yes. Who, who is played by uh, Milano uh, Weintraub. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm saying her name wrong. Yeah. I'm well, sorry, she's, Milano. She's not listening. <laughs> who you may know as the AT&T girl. Right. Um, but she's an amazingly gifted uh, comedic actress. And she is only on the ship because Stuart has had a crush on her forever. <laughs> and so he decides if she can lock her up on this ship with him for a year, yeah. then she's, of course, going to fall in love with and her. And she's so... And him. the thing is, she's not like a... Um, you know, like a like a busty blonde bombshell. You right. know, she's like just a very approachable. She's Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Ah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and but I think you know we can psychoanalyze people who like sci-fi and sci-fi comedy. But you know, I think that is to a certain extent the, mm-hmm. the dream. Those are the women that always get harassed anyway. The oh, ones no, totally. that are a little more approachable. Of course. Oh yeah. Of course. And uh, so she's uh, so she's the navigator, right? And yeah, she's yeah. a terrible navigator. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, likes to start trouble also. Yeah. She's, uh, you know, she likes it when other people fight. Totally. She takes the egg on a little bit for entertainment. Exactly. Because yeah. she lost, she, she had to be separated from her boyfriend who she was desperately in love with. Right. Um, and, and then that kind of goes on the riots, the skids. And there, you created something, it's kind of like a communicator, but it's for kissing? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got that sensation uh, kind of motion program in it right, or whatever. Right. So you can actually, it's just this piece of glass, but you can make out with on the right. glass and you and the, your other person <laughs> far away makes and out. What's with great it. is that the special effects are very minimal. <laughs> yes. So it's basically, she's just like tonguing a piece of glass. We just thought, <laughs> we, we were rigging up all these props. I said, like, just give them a clear piece of glass <laughs> so we can see them making out. That's very interesting. Very proud of that. Um, uh, yeah, and so then um, we have our science officer, yes. who is the most awkward man in the world, yeah. played by the god among us, uh, uh, Neil Casey, yeah. who is one of the funniest people I know. Yeah, um, very strange character. Very um, strange. I mean, and so much of that oddness and that weird verbosity is Neil. Ooh. I mean, he can he's just like a wordsmith and he just embraced that character so funnily. And you find out a lot of things about <laughs> about uh, his character as, as as the thing moves forward. Yes, uh, yes. there's a I'm few st- surprises. I'm still midway through, but I know okay. that he. I, I know one of the big. You know the big, yeah, exactly. So that's but I won't give that away. No, please don't. Um, then there's the computer. The computer. Uh, it's just a flat screen TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's the, we, we we were we're hoping if there's more episodes that she might actually they might actually develop some uh, you know uh, holographic. Oh, okay. Good. So she could actually now, walk how, among them. When when you shot this, my my guess. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that you had a flat screen TV up, and then the actress playing her was like 
She was in just, a different room. In a different yeah. room with a camera on her so that she yeah. could react. Because a lot of it is, although it's scripted, it gives the impression of being improvised, which I'm sure mm-hmm. is... You know, it's always like a little bit improvised. Not, you know, I don't know like how a you... looseness. I mean, we, yeah. we, you know, we have amazing scripts, and we were on such a tight production schedule that there wasn't a lot of time to to go far afield. But I always just encourage them to just make it your own. I mean, obviously we have the script, but just be in the moment. And that was the biggest thing. Like with Art, you know, the robot. <laughs> I wanted to make sure everything was happening at the time because they're like, oh, we can put his voice in later. It's like, no, I want Trace. Bo- Trace to be off camera, right, being right. able to interact with people, so any kind of thing. And then poor Connor, because she was in the TV all the time, yeah. she had to do everything through, her monitor was just this big wide shot of the set. So she, it's pretty amazing how yeah, she interacted. Yeah. It, well, the, the, the sort of ad-libbing, it's less so much text as it is like reactions totally. and like sounds like, mm, like See, those that's types the stuff of I love, yeah. And, and you always cut on them <laughs> so great. Like, there are like cuts to black sometimes that are just perfect, you know? Oh, it, it's, it's the it's the rhythm of it is just uh, remarkable. I mean, people Super who are familiar with your together. films, I mean, it's 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 a style of comedy that's evident in Spy, the Heat, all, all of your great movies, but um, it amped up a little bit because mm-hmm. there's less of an emphasis on story. Yeah. Uh, not to put down the show. I mean, I don't mean that as a negative. No, I mean, no, but it's, it's more about driven. the joke. It's yeah. more about how do we make this scene right now the most hilarious yeah. thing ever, and let's not worry about trying to make it make sense later. Yeah, because I mean, the difference between movies and TV is like a movie when it's it, you know it, when it's doing what it should do, being up on a giant screen is you have to really walk the line. If things get too big and broad, it's just like, as an audience, like, what the fuck? You know, it's, right, it's right. too, it's just too out there and it's too, it's fake. Whereas TV, you just have this thing because you're not dealing with, you're not in a room full of all these people. You're kind of by yourself watching stuff. Yeah. So you can push things a little bit more right. and keep this energy and you want that energy to kind of make it fun and, you know, and you're not going to have a laugh track and so it just yeah. gives it this extra energy. Which is not to say that you're not going to feel emotional about these no. characters, but it's a different, like at the end of Bridesmaids, you really care about them being yeah, yeah. happy. You know, you want, and it's, you know, you can tear up at Bridesmaids. Yeah, it's okay. Totally. People do. No, my big and rule with th- anything, oh, sorry, is just that these Characters have to be real. They can be very extreme, but they you have to believe that person exists in the real world. But we all have friends who are nuts, <laughs> you know, but they're not fake nuts. They're real nuts. Yeah. You know, and what I hate is like when a performer, and I, I know that the performer doesn't like the character they're playing or they're looking down on the character or they're going like, look how stupid this character is. They all uh-huh. have to really be that person and, and love that person and love their foibles. Yeah. I think Joel Hodgson loves being this whacked out. <laughs> His brain has been irradiated. Oh my God. He's so But funny. luckily, the part of his brain that's that feels pain was irradiated too, so he doesn't mind. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention the the funniest thing about the show, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. was uh, the food replicator is broken at least at first, <laughs> yes. and they can only eat fudge. Right. <laughs> yes, when they get stranded, the only food on board because well because what they they basically they have this food tank that they fill up uh, for a year's worth of travel, right? But nobody checked the food tank and so basically it's a food tank from 40 years ago right, right. and it tastes terrible so they could only eat fudge and so then the sister character who's the <laughs> smart one she has a meeting's like look if all we do is eat fudge we're going to <laughs> we're die, going to die and, and, and she explains the process of, the, of of how their bodies will collapse due to <laughs> consuming only fudge so then Stuart the, pulls her aside listen you can't just give the crew bad news like that. you gotta give them a little bit of sugar with it <laughs> where are you not listening sugar's the last thing we need after all this yeah. fudge <laughs> exactly. So that killed me. And that is uh, 
that is uh, what makes the show so wonderful. And I mean, the, the initial shtick in the first, it's basically Voyager. They get stuck and they, yeah. they're on the ship, they're doing a task, they get sucked out, they don't know where they go. Well, it, it's all based on this thing I about uh, the brain theory, which is basically yes. that each, there's, you know, our universe is like a membrane that floats around almost like an amoeba, and then there's other ones outside of it, and sometimes they they collide yes. and there's a little wormhole opened briefly. Interdimensional phase space. There you go. Is exactly. I believe what they sometimes call the, the brain done. theory. B R A N E. Yep. And so the w- w- you zoom into the next universe. They get sucked in and then it closes and right. then, they, then you're just screwed. And <laughs> <laughs> but but that other universe has completely different evolution and stuff. So it looks different. It's right. different colors and all that. Yeah. And they're they're stuck and they keep trying to find out when the tear is going to happen again. Right. Right. So they're trying to get back through the wormhole through the brain hole right and um and so so much like uh much like voyager they cannot communicate back home right um and that's uh, that's the basic shtick so mm-hmm. um you you've now made this show available to all mm-hmm. it is what do we call it non-geo un it's it's un-geo blocked un-geo blocked and let me tell and you how hard it is to Un-geoblock a show. That seems like something you just un- you just go to the wall and unplug it and go look. Yeah. It's no longer geoblock because other space was always you could always kind of dig it up if you went dug around in Yahoo. But so I'd always kind of tweet about it, but then. I'd get all these tweets back from people outside of our country going oh. like, we can't get it. So then I, I kind of stopped pushing it because I felt so bad pushing it because nobody could watch it over right. anywhere else. And by anywhere, you, you mean like Canada. I mean, you don't uh, even yeah. mean far away. I'm telling, no, only Canada's basically America, and they couldn't even watch they it. They couldn't watch it. Terrible. Nobody could watch it. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically when I got control of it again, the first thing I did is kind of went to Yahoo and everybody said like, just take the geoblock off now because it's mine. Okay, it took us six months Oy. to figure out how to take the fucking geoblock <laughs> off of that thing, and I kept and I got burned a few times because like, oh no, it's off now. And so I tweet about it, and everyone write me back like, no, we still can't get it. It's like, god damn it. So I mean, I went through I, 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 so many tests. I have friends in England who I just kept torturing. Go like, Is it work check now? it now, <laughs> check it now, and finally it works. So the awesome. world can see it for awesome. free. So you can find the, the the easiest way to find it is at the website called. Uh, share other space. But if you use a Roku as I do and probably Fire Stick or anything, just just yeah. put another space in it. Pops yeah, if you up, put other so. space in any web browser, it'll pop yeah. up. Cool. So um, I think we if we I think I, we did our job today and we got Star Trek fans interested in checking <sighs> you it. You are the best. Because, well, we do. I do what I can. I try to be a good person, and uh, <laughs> once in a while. I can now go out and, and steal candy all night there you because go. I know that I committed a, nice. a good deed today. But, but, but if I can just say one more please, thing about it. Please say it. two more things. Okay, oh, excellent, good. This show was such a labor of love for everybody involved. It was not, nobody made a ton of money on this thing. And we have such a love of sci-fi, of the sci-fi community, of the Star Trek community, of, of Star Wars community, everybody. Just, you know, the, this sci-fi community, we, we love so much, and we're such geeks ourselves. And this was really made for this community. Yeah. And, you know, that's all we kind of care. That's the only litmus test we put It was it. made for you as a kid when you, I mean, I yeah. would imagine you read Hitchhiker's Guide at, at, oh, yeah. at an impressionable age, oh, right? Yeah, I mean, that was, and that is, you know, there isn't that much Sci-fi comedy is tough. There's not that much. I yeah. mean, there's Hitchhiker's Guide, there's Galaxy Quest, there's this. And it's there's, always made by people who don't like sci-fi. 
because they right, make yeah. fun of how nerdy we are. You know, it's like yeah. the same people that go to like a sci-fi convention and make fun of the people there. It's like, fuck you, get, right, get out of right, our house. Yeah. You know, don't make fun of the people doing cosplay. These right. people are awesome. You know, <laughs> I, and I have a real hatred of that. And so yeah. that's really where this came from. Is like, no, this is for us. This is our safe place where we can yeah. laugh and have fun. Well, Futurama is another, and, yeah. and the most recent Ghostbusters also is yeah. something that embraces mm-hmm. embraces it for what it is. Yeah, for the fans. Um, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, Monty Python, which I would imagine was yeah. something you were into. Oh my god, huge! There, there, there was only one sci-fi bit on the Flying Circus because I always want. Like when I was getting into Monty Python, I was already a huge Star Trek fan. I had read Hitchhiker's Guide, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is there. One day they're going to sink their teeth into sci-fi, and it didn't happen. And then yeah. there was the one, the Mr. Neutron episode, <laughs> yeah. and like they set it up as like, you know, the the sci-fi film within the show, <laughs> Mr. Neutron. I'm like, what is it going to be? This is going to be so <laughs> hilarious. And I thought it was going to be something like other space, like they're going to be on a spaceship, and it's like it's Graham Chapman in his just the cheapest spandex and he's like having tea with, with Terry Jones as a pepper pot right. and uh, Mrs. S-C-U-M hello Mrs. S-C-U-M and um, and that's it it's just Mr. Neutron having tea yes I'm like this is really really uh... but that's what Python would do is they would intentionally annoy you yeah they, they mastered annoyance comedy yeah. in a way that, that nobody else could so very much so very much oh, now here's another reason please make this show popular because we're trying i'm trying to get it somebody else to make more you won't, uh, nobody will make more of this goddamn show <laughs> like it, it's a free show like right. you say to the people like look here's eight episodes of a free show yeah. let us make more and just something about i don't know it's just it's it's because nobody knows about it yet right so. right well that's the thing if if this new push People are going to start talking about it. Yeah. Is there, um, the whole cast would love to come back. Oh my god! Right? Everybody's so ready to, right. to do it again. And how long did it take to actually shoot all eight episodes? It was fast. We shot. We I think we did three and a half days per episode. Wow! So it was really fast. Right. Normally, and there were some special guests. Dave Franco was in there. Yeah, Dave for Franco a little bit does a great thing as Chad. Exactly. And everybody. Yeah, Sarah loves, Baker shows up. Everybody loves Chad. For I some know, like that. It's the funniest. <laughs> that, that, that's got the the weirdest. Uh, yes. resolve at the I, end I don't want to give it away <laughs> don't give it away <laughs> but I will say that when I was watching it um, I have friends who used to work at Hollywood.com mm. which comes up as a joke in yes. his reveal <laughs> exactly and I'm like have you guys watched Hollywood have you guys watched Other Space they mention Hollywood.com <laughs> I'm like, how? And I'm like, I can't really text it to you it's too complicated you just have to, you just have to watch it. so I woke up this morning and my friend uh, has like Holy cow! Yeah, <laughs> you know what you like. I did not see that coming. Uh, that that so. whole episode is so from the brain of Owen Ellickson. It's hilarious. That it, resolved when I first read that script. I was like, Oh my god! That's some me? funny, funny stuff. So yeah, I mean, let's make season two yeah. a reality. First, watch this. Make sure you yeah. like it. Yeah, exactly. You if you don't will. like it, then if, yeah, if you don't like it, then step aside. So, but I think you will like it because it's yeah. pretty difficult not to like it. It's very, very entertaining. And then yeah. I really want to get it popular so that we can finally have a, a Lego set. <laughs> <laughs> Out of us, because my favorite thing in the world is Lego. And, yeah, uh, have know. there been some? Uh, have there been collectibles for some I mean, Ghostbusters? Yes, zero. There have been collectibles for Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, oh yeah, tons for, of that for your Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Have there been collectibles for some of your other films? Not really, because we're not Spy, that kind of maybe? a. No, we're not. Oh, well, no, but somebody did make uh, pop figures 
but they didn't sell them. They just kind of made they them for made us. They made them uh, in-house. Although like... there is a Paul Feig pop figure. Oh. They only made 200, so... Uh, really? So, <laughs> so where ca- limited edition. Where are the remaining 199? There's one on your desk. <laughs> in my right? office, exactly. <laughs> um, who, who made this? This is like a friend or... Uh... No, no, the the, the company. Uh, am I getting the... Funko Pop? Fun, fun, yeah, Funko. Funko They did it them. for Ghostbusters? No, they no, did it for me. It's a, yeah, kind of around around Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. right? right but I but it's it. me. I get it. that's although awesome. I, yeah. I can tell you now that uh, my body is Mycroft. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they designed me with my suit and everything. And it's like, oh, that's Mycroft's body, but still, it's my head. That's terrific. That's really well. You know, I would think that uh, eventually uh, there will be uh, there will be. Legos and action figures for other space. If there's any That's justice in the world, because you know? I love, I mean, our, I love our special effects. We have this great company that did them, and they, you know, with no budget, and they, I think they look really great. And I love the design of our spaceship. Yeah, I, I just really, we, yeah, we put a lot of work. Well, you know, that. it's funny. I mean, the, it, it, the suspension of disbelief is real. I mean, like you said, it was done in a medical bracelet facility, <laughs> and you buy it. I mean, it doesn't look as snappy as J.J. No. Abrams' Enterprise, to but be it's, sure. It's supposed to be kind of. It's also, <laughs> also, I mean, with the conceit of the show is they got a shitty ship, right? Right. It, yeah. It's they're they're on this junk ship, and and <laughs> but you buy it. You you very quickly buy it with a few flashing lights, a couple yeah. of green lights in the exactly. background. You're like, you, you buy it. So <laughs> we want to be unencumbered by. Fanciness. Yeah. Um, well, you know when you, you you'll know when you're going to get a season two. Yeah. This is what you'll know. You'll be if you find that someone out there on the internet has written pornographic fan fiction. Yes. If you can discover pornographic fan fiction yeah. slash fiction, as we sometimes like there to call it, about your characters, mm-hmm. then it's a layup. Oh, because okay. then then you know you're on the way. You've achieved a certain threshold of fandom. And and oh, it's going to happen. So oh, just good. keep googling for that. Okay, Tina and Art, maybe I don't know. I don't <laughs> there know. You go. You I don't know, know who's going to hook up. But uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, uh, Neil Casey and and Connor, uh, you know, the, the the yeah, our 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 science officer and the computer do. Uh, hook. Oh wait! Oh, well, you haven't seen. The I whole haven't thing. gotten that far. Oh yet. boy! How does he? He just makes out with the TV. You'll have to watch. <laughs> you have to watch, my friend. No, it's really very funny. So, congratulations on that. I do want to take. I know you got to go, but um, I've always wanted to. He came out in 2012. Yeah. Right. Which Bless is, you. Somebody just so somebody, somebody heard me mention the heat and remembered how You're much allergic. they laughed. No, they laughed so much at that movie ah. that it brought. There you Stumping go. to their nose. <laughs> nice. Uh, the Heat is great. Um, I don't know which of, of your films is my favorite. They're all tied for first place. Oh, but but The Heat is, I mean, Sandra Bullock in The Heat is just a, a marvelous so thing. Funny it's it, yeah. really very funny. Well, now, here's what I wanted to ask you. Because yeah. you, as I've mentioned before, and people think I'm fooling, they can Google and find a photo of you on a red carpet. Yes. You are a very sophisticated, dapper, and elegant man. <laughs> That's right. Do you remember mm. where the first showing of The Heat's trailer happened of the heat tra- I know you oh, do a yes. lot no I did. it was in Austin yes yeah okay now I was there now here's what's funny mm-hmm. there's an event that happens every year with the very elegant name called but Namathon which yes. is a 24 okay. hour film festival in Austin Texas mm-hmm. and sometimes at these events they bring in luminaries such as yourself to debut either a yeah. film or even just a trailer but because it's 24 hours it can happen in any weird time and uh-huh. so you got there at 5.45 in the morning. Wait, did I talk to you in the lobby? Yeah. Oh my God, that yes. Was me. I so remember that. Okay, now here's why it's funny <laughs> because you come in, it's 5.45, I and the rest of the gang and this is Austin, <laughs> Texas, movie fans and 
movie sci-fi movie fans fantasy movie fans a particular kind of breed uh, gentlemen like myself gentlemen of size <laughs> gentlemen with, la- with large beards <laughs> and so we had been in there since noon the following day oh my god eating nachos <laughs> eating chili fries <laughs> drinking beer and I had stepped out for a moment to use the loo and when you come out of the theater and then go back in you are hit with a wall of stench it's just repulsive it's just basically bearded fat movie nerds eating chili fries all night for hours so I come out and as luck would happen uh, the the woman who uh, worked at uh, the studio was bringing you in and I knew her and we said hello she said oh have you met Paul and Mm -hmm. Paul's looking and you're dazed it's six o'clock in the morning in a strip mall in Austin Texas and I'm like I want to stand behind Paul as he walks in because he has no idea What filth he's about to walk you into. You know what? I kind of knew. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I loved everybody in there. Oh, yeah. No, you were warmly embraced. And then you showed the trailer and everybody loved it. But I'm like, what What were you What were you thinking when you, had they prepped you? They said it's going to be a filthy environment of well, horrors of the human odor. And No, I've been, I've been an Ain't a, a Cool News reader for years okay, and years. Right. So I, I knew about it. I always wanted to go. I actually yeah. thought it sounded really fun. So I was... I had mentally prepared myself. But I have to say, that was super fun because I showed two scenes from the movie, but I showed the tracheotomy scene. Yeah. That has never played better than it did with that audience. Oh, awesome. Because yeah. they so embraced the bloodiness of that scene, <laughs> whereas audience, normal audiences laugh, but they're still kind of, oh, yeah. they were, go- I mean, they were like cheering. It was so exciting that I go like, ah, these are my people yeah. <laughs> who actually understand how funny it is to cut a hole in oh, somebody's yeah. throat and not know what you're yeah. doing. Now you got, I think mean, these were people who had been in a room for, that hadn't slept all night. Yeah, and exactly. Were but also just being horror fans and yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, it was it a lot was of fun. Really actually, fun. come to think of it, uh, Bridesmaids debuted at, uh, South, South by Southwest. By Southwest. Yeah. That was if I'm, I was at that screening also with mm-hmm. uh, Aces, and I believe you can correct me if I'm wrong. You came out and said uh, this is not the final cut because we're not sure, and then it played so well that it became the final cut. No, no. What 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 it was is that we were. You're always supposed to say this is not final so that they can't review it ah. but we were the final cut we just hadn't done the final sound mix oh, okay. but I was feeling so good about it that yeah. I basically said yeah you know consider this basically a yeah. finished product and then a guy from Variety wrote the worst review ever no. of the movie oh. oh my god but he was so out of his mind this guy I don't remember his name but you heard that thing it was yeah. it was pretty rocking I mean that, that was one of the most outrageous screenings I've been to yeah. I mean just people were screaming it you just know? killed yeah. this guy in his, it, it, look if you wrote uh, if you would have wrote I don't like the movie yeah. fair enough yeah. everything's t- his review was all about there's not one laugh in this movie and it's like Judd actually called him I think like oh the next week and go like how what is your if you can right. sit there and yeah. say that so I mean, you can say although I didn't find it funny yeah uh, totally. I personally didn't find a laugh exactly but the 900 people around me were laughing exactly but you can imagine uh, how happy the studio was with me saying, oh, go ahead and review it. <laughs> and the one review we get is terrible. Yeah. Well, it all came out all right it all in the watch. Out. That, it that all was a, a mild success. There you go. Say. Exactly. So listen, uh, we've taken up an hour of your time. It's time hey. for you to go. You have other people to talk to. Yes. You are flying the flag of Other Space mm-hmm. uh, now. It's a property you own. You can go to shareotherspace.com. Mm-hmm. Watch it on Yahoo. Watch it on any of your devices. Exactly. Watch it at home. Watch it on your. Watch it at work when you're supposed to be working. Totally. That's what you should do. Yeah. Yeah. And productivity it, should go down. It, you know, each episode's twenty six minutes or so. Yep. Take take lunch. 
Yeah, yeah. lunch at your desk, watch an episode of Other Space, exactly. get your friends to watch it, and then next thing you know, the adventures will continue. There maybe. you go. And the great thing about this show is you can watch it over and over and over again, because there's so many jokes and oh, so yeah. many little things yeah. that it's uh, super fun. And it becomes like music. The zings the zings are nonstop. It really does. So yeah. I um, I can only say thank you, and it's gonna I'm going to beam you out now. All right. Well, And, and Jordan, I can't thank you enough for, for, for helping me proselytize. Well, I, <laughs> I appreciate it. In fact, if you want to beam yourself, you just have to push button number three, right? Oh, here. really? Some men don't like to beam themselves. In front I want to be my. I'd like to be in control of my yeah. destiny. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>